The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. going on my ghost squad welcome to the armed citizen podcast live this is episode number 289 we are live as always on youtube if you're out there in the live chat say hello say something i don't care you say up yours whatever but say something because we don't know that you're out there unless you do if you're watching this in replay or listening in podcast form look we're going to try to keep you entertained i can't guarantee it you're not going to get your money back you're sure as hell not getting this time back but we hope to maybe you know entertain you a little bit. If you have any questions out there in the live chat for any of us, uh, go ahead and leave those out there. We'll try to bring them up and, and talk about them if they are relevant to the conversation, or if they're not, just might be a good conversation. We'll see. If you want to text into the chat, yes, you can text into the chat. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. That phone number is 530-364-4678. Go check out AegisGunCare.com. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for the light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could probably be a pretty decent ear to maybe talk you through, at least listen to you, if nothing else. If you are looking for someone that can get you towards some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. The Veteran Crisis Hotline. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And we are proud members of the Rapid Fire Radio Network and the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at rapidfireradio.us and selfdefenseradio.net. Let's take this off of my ugly mug. And say hello to, um, well, they're not distinguished, nor are they honorable, but they are our uh, crew tonight. We've got a couple more people that might be joining us a little bit late. Quick shout out to our buddy Chase. He is having some issues at the Hizzy, and I hope everything works out over there okay. Um, From the weird state of Arizona, the home of Tombstone, and I guess sweet tea, canned sweet tea. Standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona is John the Soulless Ginger Bastard. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, you know, I'm doing great. Uh, I have to replace my windshield. Uh, I got a couple cracks in it over the weekend. And uh, we're, we are in a cool down phase right now. It's 94 today. It was 102 on Saturday and Sunday. So we're oh. cooling down a little bit. It's pretty sad when, like, we were in the 60s all week last week, lows down in the 40s, and you're cooling down to 94. Uh, I love the desert, but not that much. 
Not that much. And from the great state of Texas, the yep. man that is um, will shill for basically anyone, as he says he loves free stuff. Yes, I do. The tactical virus, I mean, leprechaun himself. What's up, Clove? So I don't have a shotgun this week, but I do have some free stuff. Oh, yeah. And? I was told I had to open it on air. You do. Now, you, you know do. what this is, and I don't have a cam, so I don't know if you can bring up a picture to kind of let everybody know, but I'm ripping into it now. I don't know if you heard that or not. That was my razor. Hopefully, That's I didn't good. turn up enough. Okay, here we go. I don't know what to think. Uh, it's a shirt. It is a shirt. It is a shirt. And it's, oh, my God. Well, first of all, it's a, it's a black shirt, so I'll never wear it. Uh, but it says, "Oh, well, this is appropriate." So I can actually, I was, I was scared I was not going to be able to read this stupid thing if it was a shirt. Oh, you could definitely read it. Um, you know, it says, yeah. "I'm not racist. My guns are black." Yeah. They are. Snob says, what the hell? No camera? I was and so excited to see this face. No, sorry. The camera's in the studio in there. Um, and it's got a thin blue line. That's kind of weird. But um, isn't that kind of an oxymoron in a way, I guess? Maybe? I think that's kind of the point of the shirt, maybe. And it's a little bit racist because the, the word black is in like um, African-looking letters. No, but like an African letter font. You know how you see... I 100% think you should be wearing that out in town. Oh, my God. It would probably go over well around here, quite honestly. Yeah, it might. Yeah. But uh, it's it's not really true, though. Well. So you are racist. Oh, okay. It depends so on. Well, yeah. Well, it, some people say so, I guess. But uh, <laughs> definitely not all of my guns are definitely not black. But uh, the video I dropped today, the, the, the gun was black. So I guess that, that counts. Snob brought a little context. He said, you think Chase brought it? So, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, you guys pick on me so much. I love it. It's way too easy. But it's way too easy, homie. That's one reason that I, I put I love free stuff because these guys, they, they rip on me all the time. And bless well, his heart, snob is, snob is one of the number one offenders bagging it on with his Amazon Vine. But I get free stuff out of it. So That's right. That's right. You know, does that make uh, me a pro- does that make me a prostitute? If I, get, of it. if I get if I get free stuff for allowing you guys to pick on me, does that make me a prostitute? Um, I need to know I've for never, tax purposes. I need to know I've for never tax said purposes. I over anything ever again now after that statement. <laughs> that is never no. I'm not so worried about you being a prostitute. I'm more worried. Is Snob your pimp? That's a scary thought. Uh, Yeah. You know, an Oklahoma pimp. I guess it's possible. That's got to be a patch. When you think think pimps, you don't think Oklahoma. But... um, Maybe. I don't know. Remember, we've been in some sketchy ass hotels in Tulsa that definitely had pimps hanging around. I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, people wanting weed for sure. Yeah, yeah. And only one old, you know. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> now Gary out there says, "No way, those guys would pick on someone. Not at all." Yeah. Nah. 
We are some of the nicest people in the gun industry. I don't know what you're talking about. Some people would say that. Others may not. Um, If you're inside our circle of trust, as you will, I think that we are a very likable, happy-go-lucky crew that enjoys picking on each other. Now, from the outside in, we're probably not well-liked by many. That's okay, because I've got enough friends. Uh, I don't need any more. So. Yeah. And by the way, I, I know Chase has got yeah. homeowner issues. Let's just say. Yes, but, he um, does. Uh, he, he might be able to jump in. He's not sure yet. But I always say thanks to Snob and whatever. So thanks to Chase for, for thinking about me, even though it was, uh, yeah. Awesome. You've got another package coming um, sometime in the next day or two that – I don't know who all knows about it. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating your response. So, well, there will be one. Uh, Kyle says that hat goes hard. Yeah, man, this is my Wilder tactical hat. Um, it is. It definitely would have fit in great in NRAM. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to my buddies over Josh and all of them over at Wilder Tactical. Uh, if you guys haven't checked them out, they're not a sponsor or anything. They're just friends of mine. Um, go check out Wilder Tactical. You guys know that I run my my war belt, um, if you will, uh, has been Wilder Tactical for a while, and I love that thing. Um, but we're getting ready to uh, – we're talking with Josh a little bit back and forth, and we're going to start trying to get them to do some discount codes and maybe some even affiliate marketing. So that uh, be on the be on the lookout for some of that. If you're inter- interested in Wilder Tactical, I think we've got them talked into doing some of that stuff. Um, Gary says I'm not in this particular circle. You are. You just don't know it. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday over in our YouTube community tab, we run with our. Our ghost tactical polls, also known as the pony polls. Uh, John's having issues. Dude, what else is new? You you live with having issues, but that's okay. You take care of your issues, and uh, we'll be here. I know he's been having some audio issues. He's driving home, so that might be part of the problem. Might need to go and invest in something besides the old wish.com earbuds. Just saying. Um, but, yeah. Uh, the Ghost Tactical Polls, or the Pony Polls, if you will. Uh, go check out AndersonManufacturing.com. Um, I I didn't get a sneak peek. I just happened to see it uh, over on Instagram and all of that on their website. This month's um, Cerakote Project of the Month. Oh, wow. If you're into a really badass-looking camo design, Last last month was kind of like the A-Palms, the, the Miami Vice uh, feel. Uh, this one would be, you're definitely going to uh, want to go check this one out. Ginger, can you hear me? Yeah, somebody called me five times in a row and it kicked everything out. Now I, can't, I, I wonder if that could have been. Is this someone that we know? I'm sure it was. Uh, but anyways, let's go and check out our, our polls this week. Uh, the pony polls, if you will, of these. What's your favorite weapons light company of these? Streamlight, Surefire, Enforce, or Phoenix? 
Uh, Clove, do you have a favorite? Uh, well, it doesn't have to be one of those four, I guess. Just, but I oh, think it is. is. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, I think it is. So, Streamlight, uh, hands down. Streamlight. That's a, that's a good boy. That's a good boy. Ginger, favorite uh, weapons light company. If you say oh, oh I will beat you to a bloody pulp through this monitor. Well, since I was going to say Streamlight, but since you threatened me, I'm going to say Olight and just take yeah. my beating. So. And let's I'm, mute him real quick. Who doesn't um, want a grenade in their hand? Oh. Exactly, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, Streamlight. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it's hundred percent streamlined. I, I, I've got some Surefire. I like it. Uh, I've got an Enforce. I've got it Mog. I've got, I've got a couple others. Um, I tell you what, I, I don't own a Phoenix. I have played with a, uh, with Phoenix a, a few times, and they're pretty solid. But I think for me, and I'm sure John and, and Clover would probably attest to this as well, and anyone that's ever actually had a Streamlight. Streamlight is going to give you the best bang for your buck. It's the best value. I would put it up there with any Surefire. Like um, like my Streamlight HLX is basically going to be the same size dimensions and all of that of like a Surefire Scout. Um, you're going to be able to get the Streamlight for, let's say, 120 bucks. The Surefire is going to be about 3 to 350 so half the price. And I tell you what, that that streamlight is absolutely going to outrun that Surefire for sure. Uh, I like Surefire, but man, um, streamlight is the way to go. So, forty nine percent of you were right when you said streamlight. Surefire comes in second place with thirty two percent. Other comes in at nine percent, and the vast majority of those are O light. They drink the Kool Aid. Um, Phoenix comes in at 5% and Enforce at 4%. Uh, yep, our buddy Kyle. Kyle, you got a link out there if you get a chance, you want to jump in. You're more than welcome to. So, Surefire runs great. That was the Marine Corps choice when I was in. Yep, Surefire had a nice contract with the Marine Corps. I'm sure they still do. Uh, Wes out there says, I like Streamlight and Phoenix. Uh, there you go. There you go. Let's, uh, Let's bring that up. That's kind of what the T-shirt looks like. My apologies. It took me a minute to get the damage done. But there you go. Yeah. That's the shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, Snob, uh, John, Snob says John likes his pocket grenades. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He also says if John would get off work before 7, this wouldn't be an issue. To be fair, he is two hours behind. To be fair... We don't do daylight savings time, so we're like normal people, unlike all you folks. So get off daylight savings time, and this wouldn't be a problem. You're still two hours behind, bro. Uh, Kyle says I'd hop in, but I'm at a rehearsal dinner. Homie, I love you. Don't get in trouble listening to this crappy podcast while you're at a rehearsal dinner. The last thing you want to do is get everyone pissed off because you're listening or watching something at a rehearsal dinner. We appreciate it. Is he, uh, is he, is he off Broadway? What's, what's, what's up with the rehearsal dinner? I wonder. Well, I, I think uh, he did say it's a dress rehearsal. So this must mean they're about maybe two or three weeks out from opening night. 
because if it was a dress rehearsal, he would have said so. But just a rehearsal dinner, maybe they're they're sitting around the table uh, going through the script and singing and doing the songs and all of that. Uh, and makeup and dress. So this is probably a, a table read, if you will. They must call it a rehearsal dinner in Broadway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said he's playing moral support and he's not in the party. Well, Homa, you better get in that party. If you're going to be there, you might as well get in the party. Um, now, Snob says, Kyle knows stones if you don't join on speakerphone from the dinner. I agree 100%. Uh, uh, um, your wife's sister's wedding. Oh, that sounds dreadful. <laughs> I hope I'm not on speaker right now, but that, that does. That sounds dreadful. Uh, you have fun with that, bro. May the odds be with ever in your favor there, Kyle. Yes, yes. Um, I would like for you to send me a text tonight to make sure that you got through this mentally okay and that you're going to be all right. Uh, just shoot me a text say, hey, I'm good, made it through. Um, tell you what, you're there for moral support. God bless you. God bless you. All right, our next, our next one. Of these, now we all we all have those days, right, where we just don't feel it. Um, <laughs> Wes said, "No wonder he's watching this. That would be the only so, reason he's watching it." You know. So something that would be great for Kyle, look up uh, either after this or whatever. Look up if you haven't seen it. Just do a YouTube search. Tim Hawkins' inappropriate wedding songs. Play it for everybody there. You're welcome. I'm sure that there would be no problem with that. That might be up to something I need to look at, too. Sarge says, what is this? This is our emotional support group for everyone that's at rehearsal dinners for their wife's sister's wedding. We're here to help them out. So if you'd like to join in to help Kyle out, get him through the next couple hours of his life, and that's what we're here for. Uh, everyone has those days that you're just not feeling it, right? You just, you don't want to, you come home and you don't feel like cooking and you don't feel like doing anything. You just want to lounge around and do nothing. For most of us, that's day. For for Clover, that's just a normal, like, Monday or Thursday or Wednesday or Friday. or Just wants to lie around and do nothing. But for those days that we do not feel like cooking and all that, we have a poll for you. Of these, 1.7 thousand votes. Of these. What's the best, like, go-to lazy dinner? Is it frozen pizza, a grilled cheese sandwich, good old craft or whatever, the box mac and cheese, or a frozen TV dinner? John, the go-to lazy dinner. What are you, what are you feeling? I was going to say frozen pizza, but you forgot one that's a very big staple, and that's ramen noodles because that's lazy as lazy can get. You just boil some water and make some ramen. Not so much in my household. We do ramen um, a little differently. Um, ramen in our house becomes a meal. Now, I've got Yoko in there when she does it. It's not just throwing the noodles in water and throwing a little powder that you, you get with it and calling it good. Um, we'll throw in some cabbage. We'll throw in some egg. We'll throw in all. It becomes a meal. So I get where you're coming from. For my house, it is definitely not a lazy dinner. Um, but so you're saying of these four, though, 
you're going to pick frozen pizza. Is that correct? Yes, because I just had a lazy day on Sunday, and we made pizza and uh, just general snack food. So, like, yeah, pretzels with cheese in it and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, to piss off part of this crowd out there, do you have a a specific type of pizza? Is it New York, Chicago, you know, thin crust? What kind of pizza is your go-to pizza? Go-to is DiGiorno. I don't know DiGiorno. what you would call it. Rising crust. It's like a deep dish, like a deep dish deep or dish. thick crust. Yeah, sure. So that's the go-to. I've tried all the other ones, and I have found that I do not like the texture, and DiGiorno is just the way to go. Now, let me ask you this. Have you um, have you introduced yourself to the wonderful world of Bagel Bites? Bro, yes. Bagel Bites were a staple in college. Bagel Bites is the greatest frozen pizza in the world. Just now, it's it's either it's between Bagel Bites and Pizza Rolls. The Tostinas pizza rolls, those are pretty good, yeah. but I'm still going. I'm still going bagel bites. But I did find something interesting the other day at the grocery store, and it is pizza rolls that are White Castle, and they are delicious. And it's probably the greatest thing I've ever found. You and I had an interesting experience at White Castle. It only took them an hour and a half to get your sliders done in, in Indianapolis. Um, it was a great bonding experience. Was it now? <laughs> yourself no. <laughs> yeah 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 um clover i'll probably go mac and cheese all right are you a craft mac and cheese or or i prefer the i well i'm not brand specific but i prefer okay i'm, I'm like are the the box mac like that comes with I the prefer the no, no, i prefer i prefer the non-powder variety and I will tell you this, my wife picked up some the other day and it's it was off brand, but it was still fabulous. It was a smoked gouda mac and cheese. Interesting. And I did some green onions in that with some bacon and but that was my point. Mac and cheese is like one pot, right? Like it's you know, uh yeah. not a lot of not a lot of prep and you can throw stuff real quickly, leftovers, whatever, you know, meats and different things. Taco meat in mac and cheese is wonderful. Leftover taco meat. I mean, who has leftover taco meat? Let's be honest. But if you do, uh, it doesn't happen very often. But yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. Um, let's see here. Just to make it simple to pit, keep pissing people off out there, when it comes to pizza, frozen pizza, do you have like a go-to frozen pizza when you do choose Dude, to do that? I like the when when I do frozen pizza. Yeah. Honestly, the cheaper the better. Like I don't know what it is, but I'm one of those maybe weirdos. I don't know. I love pizza day in school. Oh, I did too. I love I love the school pizza. And, and the cheap frozen pizza remind me of pizza day at school because it's not great. But no. It's just, it, did you also eat cardboard as a kid? Because that's what it tastes like. I'm, no, I'm quite a bit. I'm quite a bit older than you, so my pizza at school was different. I can assure you mm-hmm. that your pizza at school. Our pizza and Salisbury steak are not what they're eating in today's school, I promise you. Yep. 
Salisbury steak day was pretty good day every now and then too. So there was nothing crispy, rigid or anything else like cardboard. It was soggy. It was, it, it, ours was like the rectangle and it was, you, ro- you rolled it. Oh, so either, either you had to fold it or roll it. But I mean, if you picked it up, it was as limp as it could be. Yep. yep. Well, so my, my wife bought some bread baron pizza the other day because it was on sale. We made okay. it. I can't eat that. It just tastes like cardboard. The the, Are you the, last, the French pizza? Yeah, the French frozen bread. pizza. The French bread? The no, French not bread. The, French bread the, the actual like full frozen uh, pizza. The French bread is pretty good. French bread, I'm gonna say the French bread I enjoy. I tell you what you can do. We start start doing this. Go to the grocery store, get yourself some bagels, get your own pizza sauce that you choose, some mozzarella, some different cheese, and make your own bagel bites inside a toaster oven. Telling you. You can also do low carb tortillas. Yeah, we do that a lot, actually. Um, Found a new uh, low carb bread. That's as good as any bread I've ever had. Um, regular bread. Found it at Walmart. It's got three net grams um, per slice, and it's phenomenal. Soft. Made in, made in Kentucky, I think, isn't it? I don't know. I, I, don't get me lying. But uh, it's really damn good. Really I remember. Damn. I remember. I know the bread you're talking about, and I remember on the trip to Indy, it was either Tennessee or Kentucky one, and we drove by the factory factories right there on the interstate. I was like, Oh, yeah. that's the, that's the, uh, big bakery for the keto bread. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcus out there says frozen pizza. C4 defense says order pizza. Well, I obviously you could get delivered. That's the ultimate lazy meal is just ordering in. Um, but having to do a little bit of work in the kitchen, that's the kind of what I was going with, but I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Kyle says grilled cheese is the best tasting frozen pizza for simplicity. Wes says pizza is always the answer. I, I, I don't always agree. Uh, there is a lot of pizza that I just don't get along with. So now Wes says, speaking of not getting along with it, anything white castle, I have to eat when I'm not leaving the house. That's a fair statement. Uh, Wes, I just had some QT mac and cheese. Like QT, like the gas station, that might be scary, bro. I'm just saying. Um, Snob did not like school pizza, but then again, he's Oklahoma, so it is what it is. Uh, Gort says, after extensive testing, the best frozen pizza is the Newman's own brand. I don't think I've ever had Paul Newman's frozen pizza. I've had uh, his spaghetti sauce and all that stuff, but I've never, I've never had his frozen. I didn't know he had frozen pizza. Um, but yeah. Uh, what about hot dogs and chips? Hot dogs could be a lazy man's dinner. That's for sure. Uh, microwave burritos and queso is no, no, no. I'm just saying no. Uh, microwave burritos that mm-mm, nope. I would all let my ass have a night off uh, from that. Uh, 1.7 thousand votes. 54% say frozen pizza. 23% say grilled cheese sandwich. 14% say mac and cheese. And 9%, which is actually higher than I thought it would be, 
I say the TV dinner. Now, when we were kids, the TV dinner started kind of coming out and all that, and they were pretty popular, but they were still pretty nasty. Um, but yeah, I was actually surprised I got nine percent oh, of the vote. Run this down through their favorite TV dinner. Okay, let's see. Let's hear. Let's hear your guys' favorite TV dinner out there. Uh, let's go ahead with you since you brought up Clove. Go for it. So, uh, probably like a. The El Charito or whatever cheese enchilada with the rice and beans, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, runner up, uh, Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, and corn. Mm. John, fro- favorite frozen dinner? No. No. Mm-hmm. Up. No. There's, no. TV dinners are disgusting. I mean, I guess you could go, if you're, if you're changing it to frozen dinner, the Stouffer's lasagna, if that counts as a TV dinner. With the family size one? Yes. Yeah, the family size one. Pretty good. That's if it's, pretty if it's pre-cooked and you can warm it up in the microwave, it's a TV dinner. Yeah. Uh, I've never warmed up a lasagna in the microwave. There no. are lasagna. There are lasagna hot, TV dinners. Yeah. But the, the Stouffer's that he's talking about, it comes in a big old thing you put in the oven for... I know what he's talking about, but they also make them in individual servings. Well, they like, might. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I if if I'm that desperate to eat a TV dinner, I'm going to take two tortillas, I'm going to throw cheese in between them, and put them in the microwave and make a quesadilla. Well, aren't you just the epitome of white privilege? I mean... That, that, yeah, how is that yeah. white privilege? That's cheap. A little bit of mozzarella or, or mixed cheese and some tortillas. Have you ever he's, ate? He's sticking his TV? nose up at frozen dinners, man. I know he he's, is. Have you have you ever eaten TV dinners? I had the. It was Hungry yeah. Man when we were in college. Oh <laughs> man, the fried but, chicken. No, it was just like the Salisbury steak with the uh, Hunger Man fried chicken's banging. It's with the uh, whatever, with the brownie that warms up in the same tray. Yeah. It was you, just Ghost, Ghost probably Ghost probably likes those brownies because they're real gooey. I do. I or like even, or even some like chicken nuggets. Like chicken nuggets are a great lazy dinner too. Yeah, and you can get, at one time, not too terribly long ago, you could get the banquet chicken nuggets and french fries TV dinner for like 99 cents. And I was like, wow, what a deal. I I, I can't remember the last time I had one. But, I mean, you know, ones I have aren't bad. My favorite one is hands down the Salisbury steak. Um, and my, my runner-up would be a beef stroganoff. But now we just make our beef stroganoff at home from scratch, and it's unreal. Well, and yeah. you know there are when when we we talk TV dinners, we mainly talk the cheap stuff, right? But there's some pretty high end TV dinners. There's some Marie Callender's. Um, the Stouffer's stuff is fairly high end. There's yeah. one I don't know if anybody out there's ever ate one from a company called Nighthawk. And like it, the they may not even be around, but they had like a. It was like a hamburger steak, like a grilled hamburger steak. And I mean, yeah, was, hamburger steak last night. It's, my wife makes it was, amazing. It was, they're hamburgers. pretty good, but they're high end. They're not like, you know, two for a dollar, 99 cent, whatever TV dinners either. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen uh, meals, um, I guess, is what you would call it. This is called pepperoni hot pockets. Now, I'm a fan of hot pockets. I'm not a big fan of the pepperoni ones, 
The two that I really enjoy are the ham and cheese ones and the uh, the Philly cheese hot pockets are pretty pretty scrumptious. So um, cold on the outside, a lava on the inside. You ain't careful. Uh, well, you have to get that right, and you know, once you kind of got it down, you might have to sacrifice a couple um, to get the timing right. But um, sure, um, let's do this real quick because this is always fun. Like a midnight snack, what's your go-to midnight snack, John? All right, clove. Lately, uh, microwave pork skins. Okay, okay. That sounds terrible, but okay. That preferably, sounds... preferably the hot ones. Sure. Yeah. Um, historically, not just lately, but historically, what, do you, what would you say? Uh, usually, something like a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have three that I I rotate, and it really all depends on in the mood and what we have. Uh, for me, it's either um, cereal. Can't go wrong with cereal. Uh, peanut butter toast on you know lightly toasted bread. Um, peanut butter toast or popcorn. Uh, I've kind of been on a popcorn kick the last week or so, so I've been having popcorn. Uh, can't yeah, that. before I got more into the health conscious side of things, uh, mm-hmm. and before I found the microwave pork rinds or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. it was it was popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, pork rinds. What did what? I miss? You missed. Uh, I just threw a little bonus question out there. What's your favorite like midnight snack? Oh, uh, you're going to laugh at this bowl of cereal. No, no, no. I I said I have three. It's cereal or um, peanut butter toast or popcorn, one of the three. So, no, cereal is definitely one of mine, 100%. I feel you on that one. Uh, Wes says his go-to is peanut butter and jelly. Can't go wrong. A nice, cold, ice-cold glass of milk. Can't beat that. Marcus says in the wintertime, it's hot chocolate with peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yep. Uh, Gort says uh, he agrees with popcorn. So, yeah. Um, Our last poll question is um, in celebration of Clover Tack. Clover finally, in the last couple of weeks, has introduced himself to the John Wick movies. Um, he had not seen a John Wick movie until a couple weeks ago. And haven't seen the fourth. We haven't seen the fourth, so no, no spoiler alerts out there. Um, so our last poll question is best John Wick movie. Now, obviously you haven't seen number four yet, Clover. So let's start with you and go like one through three. I obviously, what's your favorite John Wick movie in that order for me? One, two, three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, John, uh, John Wick movies. Have you seen the fourth one? I've yet to see the fourth one. Okay, so I'll go this. I don't know what the hell y'all are doing. Uh, <laughs> one through three, which, in order, what's your favorite, the least favorite? I'm going to say it's one, three, two, 
because I really like the third one. But at the same time, I think one is most people's favorite because the guns in one are not unattainium and stupidly expensive. So you can own the guns from John Wick 1 without having to spend too much money. Sure. Yeah. Um, me personally, my order goes three, one, four, two. Not that I hate two. I love all of them. Um, three for me is my favorite. Um, and it's not even close, honestly. I, I love three. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with uh, the dog scene and, and all of that stuff. Um, and they start kind of going into a little bit of the background. You find out some more information about John Wick and three. Um, then one classic, right? It's classic. Uh, my favorite line, and I joke with this with Clover all the time. My favorite part of one is when, well, by the way, if you haven't watched John Wick out there, then spoiler alert, we're getting ready to spoil. Cause you haven't at least seen the first three, then I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Like, yeah, if time. I've seen them at this point, I think, of, you know, I think I'm the litmus test for that. Like, yeah, just just move at this point. Uh, now they do; they have signed on for uh, I think three more. Now this is rumors, so I don't know if it's legitimate. This is not coming from any of the movie studios or anything like that. But from my understanding, uh, the three movies are going to be one of them is going to be an origins movie that kind of shows the young age of John Wick, how he gets involved with being John Wick in the assassin world and all of that. Another movie is going to be, so everyone, you know, everyone that's kind of watched John Wick. The biggest question in the whole series is, is like, what exactly did he have to do to get out the first time? Apparently that's going to be one of the movies is what he had to do to get out the first time and then meeting his wife and all of that stuff. And then apparently the last one will be kind of a finish up conclusion to John Wick. Um, so I'm in sounds great to me. Once again, that's just what I've heard. I, I obviously don't have any inside information. I Keanu hasn't answered his calls when I've called him to ask him and he's not answered his text. I think he's blocked me. Um, but maybe he'll answer one day. Um, but in number one, my, and it's probably my favorite line in any of the John wicks. Uh, the best scene is, is when, uh, the Russian kid brings in, John Wick's car over to John Leguizano's body shop. And he obviously recognizes the car very quickly. And he's like, where'd you get this car at all? He, blah, blah, blah. he goes, oh, did you kill him? He goes, no, he messed up his dog pretty bad. He goes, oh, he messed up his dog. And then he just punches the Russian mobster's son. Um, and that kid goes ballistic. Like we own you, blah, blah, blah. The best part of it is the next scene is, the the head of the Russian the Russian mob calls Leguizano and said, I understand that you hit my son. He said, yes, sir, I did. Um, but he stole John Wick's car. And the only reply was, oh, uh, best, best, best scene in all the John Wicks. It was beautiful. Uh, I'm a huge fan of John Wicks. If you haven't seen number four, um, unbelievable. I, I'm not going to give a spoiler alert. I will just say this. Dragon's Breath. And do with that what you will. Um, 
John bring you in so far in the first three. Do you have a favorite scene in, in the John Wick saga? There's two scenes that really stand out. Uh, I believe they're both in the third movie as the reassembling of the cult to oh, yeah. at, at the at, museum. Yeah. At the museum. Yeah. Um, the and by the way, can be done. Can be done. Yep. The second one is the um, scene when they're in Italy and they fight into the Continental and he goes, uh, they go to grab a drink and they go, oh, you're bourbon uh, gin, I presume, or if I remember. So those are two of the scenes that really stand out. Uh, and there, the, there is actually one more is the pencil uh, and I believe three, which is because that was referred to in either one or two. They like I seen him kill a man with a pencil, you know, and I think that was both. the first one. Yeah, both what of the first ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you actually get to see it. Um, actually, he did it in two because he did that at the uh, like the airport over in Italy or something like that, didn't he? When he <laughs> and I think that was the train station. It was the first or the third one when all the all the people were after him. Well, that's every movie. <laughs> well, when it literally, you know, because uh, you know, Winston gave him that hour and his hour was up, so that was the third. Yeah, I, thought, the third I one. thought that he 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 got a couple of the guys with a pencil when he was over in Italy, and he was uh, fighting Common. And I thought that maybe he had taken care of someone with a pencil as well. I might be wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, Marcus says, I love the bartender scenes when he's ordering his weapons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and for dessert, oh, our finest cutlery, you know, <laughs> and, uh, great wins. And then I love when he's ordering the, the suits, he's like, uh, fabric tactical and it's the bulletproof, uh, suits and all of that. Wouldn't that be some shit having some bulletproof suits? That'd be badass. Just saying. Um, yeah, great movies. Like I said, if you haven't watched them yet, then either either watch them or move. Because at this point, like you said, if Clover's seen them at this point, then everyone should have seen at least the first three. I'll give you a pass on number four right now because it's still out in theaters. But uh, here pretty soon it's going to be out streaming. So um, enjoy it when, when you can. As soon as it's available on stream, I keep checking. And it's like, oh, you pre-order, you know, check back, pre whatever. Yeah. So. Now, Sarge says he likes the fact that they're hitmen absolutely everywhere. And I think that that was, um, oh, there you go. So you're home now, finally. I'm assuming yeah, you can um, hear me now. What? I'm assuming you can hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Put on your phone, I think, or your settings or something. Something on my phone, and then uh, my friend Ursula called me five times in a row, and I kept sending her to mute. Ursula? Yeah, she works over at Staccato. I was thinking, wasn't she like the witch? And um, I'm just saying. I'm I was gonna say. Little, I was gonna say. Mermaid. I was gonna say. Don't tell Phoebe. Oh, ooh, even better. Ursula is Phoebe's twin sister. I was thinking more Little Mermaid, but yeah, I I, I get it. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. My, I, I want to say, was it? I guess it was. The end of two, John Wick two, and he's meeting uh, out in Central Park with Winston, and he's 
basically at this point been excommunicado. And Winston just says now, and literally everyone stops talking, walking. And so everyone there is a hitman. There's hundreds of people in Central Park. And every single one of them were hitmen because Winston had the control say stop, you know. Um, and then he said, okay. And then they all just walk away. He says, you have one hour. Um, great way to end that movie. Um, but yeah, the fact that there are hitmen everywhere. The best one ever, as far as having the uh, communication with other hitmen and all that, the, and I don't know if it was in one or two. Uh, John Clover, remind me, because you guys have seen it probably before. Or I haven't watched two in a while. One, um, when he's walking through the train station and walks up to the homeless guy. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and the guy's talking to himself like, you know, just the, the weirdo that you would think he would be. And then he puts the gold coin in his cup and he lifts the tarp, gets him in there, and then just goes on and talking to himself again. I thought that was a great scene as well. I think that was. I think it was two. Two. It was two because he, he shut from yeah. from Italy. I think wasn't it? Yeah, because he that was after that was before he was excommunicado. Yeah, because he was excommunicado because of that because they put a bounty right. uh, on his head. That was before he went to see the king. Yeah. And by the way, I'm I'm okay with it. Um. I'm absolutely, if you haven't seen them, we'll just sit there and say that the Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne friendship uh, continues on in the John Wicks movies. And Lawrence Fishburne is amazing in the John Wicks. Uh, absolutely amazing. So one of the, you never asked me like my favorites, and I agree with pretty much everything in the chat. Exactly, yeah, but go ahead. But like the very first one, when he calls and gets dinner reservations, like I was like, "What is he doing? Like dinner? What the hell?" Yeah. And then the guys show up in the van, and I mean, you talk about efficient at cleaning up, buddy. Like that. It's like wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, they uh, it cost I don't know, it was like five or six gold coins, um, and not a problem. The great one in the number in one, and I'm not sure if it happened in two also. But the first time in one when the uh, the the security guard shows up to his house and he's like uh, noise complaint because yep yeah, noise complaint and he looks around and he goes you working John he goes oh just kind of cleaning up and he goes have a nice night you know but or, he's like are you working again <laughs> or when he or when he tracks down the the Russian mafia guy's son right and the yeah. bouncer at the door he's like. Take the night off. Yeah. I'm going to take the night off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yep, I'm out of here. <laughs> he, he just goes, thank you. You know, yeah, just, right. I was the back. He goes, thank right. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, uh, you know, I don't know. As far as the, as far as the gunfight scenes so far. Yeah. I, I really dug like the tunnel scenes in, in Rome. And two, yeah. when he's got the AR, the shotgun stage in the tunnels and all that. Yeah, yep. those are that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the, and this is kind of goes where we're talking about. We're going to talk about movie guns and all of that. Um, obviously, the John Wick have a lot of great, great guns. Um, you know, he's he's an HK guy. He he kind of uses Glock occasionally, uh, Benelli, some Berettas. Um, you know, he's he he's 
he's not necessarily well i guess he kind of is a gun snob in a sense um but when you're an assassin you're gonna use those kind of guns and those brands that are, are trusted and all of that but yeah it, it is kind of fun to to see um the guns that they're they're choosing uh and number three uh the concierge uh decides to jump into the fight as well and if you guys watched that the first time, did, did that surprise anybody that he's a badass? It didn't surprise me at all. It was cool to see it, though, uh, especially when they go out there and they're fighting the guys and they have the armored plates on and, and all of that. So they go, they run real quick and like, OK, let's do the slugs and uh, take care of that. Take care of the um, the plates and all that. But, yeah, anybody anybody here surprised that the concierge is a badass? I'm not surprised at all because just that is also one of the best scenes of the movie because he comes through the the safe doors like I need more firepower. Yeah. And uh, the weird part about three that really got me was that you don't realize how big the continental is until until three. Uh Yeah. Yeah. What got me in in three and why three is my least favorite is there was way more missed opportunity to kill John wick in three. That was just absolutely stupid. Like at the end with the Asian guys, it was like, Oh, they just completely stop and they're holding swords to his throat. And they go, oh, it's an honor yeah. to punch him. And I'm like, just cut his throat, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that, that, that is a legitimate point. Um, the problem that and Clover and I have talked about this on the phone when he started getting into it, we would talk quite a bit on the phone uh, after he watched each individual movie. And obviously the thing that's famous for John Wick is about how he kills people is the old headshot. These are all assassins. Yes, John Wick is presumably the greatest assassin in the world, but all these people are assassins. You're telling me they don't have enough training to headshot John Wick? Like why does no one ever headshot him? They always shoot him in the bulletproof, you know, suits. I don't get that, you know. Um, now Sarge says that he carries more Glocks than anything. He likes a, the the thirty four to twenty six combo. Uh, yes, um, but if you remember, was it was it was any of them in Italy? And he says, I know that you've always been partial to the German, but can I interest you in the, in the Austrian? Well, the Austrians, yeah. Then you're talking about, so first movie, he had an HKP-30 with a comp. Insane. He was he an HK two, guy, and then moved to block in, the, in number two, I believe. Well, he had he had the HKP-30 with the comps and a 26 in in yeah. the first movie, and then yeah. a, Cal, and a Caltech uh, KSG at one point. Those are the three that really stand out. Then in the second movie, so is that's one of the ones that he's picking up from other people. We're talking right. about the ones that he uses. Now he was almost Glock centric in three. In uh, in two, he was really Glock centric. In three, three, there was a lot of 1911s. There was a lot of you know, the 1911s, but in in the fights, uh, the, like when he and Halle Berry are fighting, they were both Glocks because he yeah. kept on picking up magazines from everyone, which was yeah. fine. Um, yeah, more, there's a lot of 1911s. Um, the, the, if you're a Kimber fan, the Kimber and plays a big role in the, uh, John Wicks, uh, movies two and three, uh, and a little bit of four. Uh, so if you're a Kimber fan, um, but yeah, um, 
It's because he shields his face with a bulletproof suit. Not all the time, man. Are you telling me that, that, that I promise you, uh, cameos in John wick. Now there's a cameos, like one scene, but, um, ones that aren't in like their characters that aren't in every episode. Uh, do you guys have favorites? Mine's Willem Dafoe in the first one. Oh, when I yeah. saw Willem Dafoe, I was like, oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, cause you know, he's going to be bad. Because Willem Dafoe is maybe the greatest likable bad guy in, in the history of acting. He plays a bad guy great, but you pull for him. Um, but yeah, Willem Dafoe's one. Do you guys have a favorite kind of cameo that's only like in one episode? I like the dude he sword fights. I don't know why. There's just something about him. I can't remember the actor's name, but at, in three, there's just something about him that he's like got this era of cockiness. But the same so time, respect. I, so what do I know him from? Because I never could figure it out. He's I he's could, a bunch of movies. And uh, I could IMFDB movies. it. But. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, John Wick 3 cast. Um his name is Mark Dacascus, and he has he played only the strong crime frame Brotherhood of the Wolf, Iron Chef America, Drive, uh, Double Dragon. Um, but he plays in a lot of like bit roles, um, and all of that. Yeah, it seems like it was in a TV show. And he was actually like funny or something in it. Oh, he's pretty funny. Uh, he was in Cradle to the Grave. He was in The Crow. Um, he was in Hawaii Five O. Um, One Night in Bangkok, and a bunch of a bunch of like like C movies, but like. You know, yeah. martial arts movies, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of, he was in a lot of Van Damme movies. Um, he was in Blade of the 47 Ronin. Um, yeah, he was in a bunch of, a bunch of action stuff back in like the early 2000s and in late 90s and all of that. You've probably just seen him in some of those movies as like extras, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Yeah. Um, now, Ghost, you brought up, why nobody had shot at John Wick. I wanted to chime in on that real quick. Absolutely. Think about your training. I'm on John Wick, but uh, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. the last, last think about your training and look at the movies and how he even shoots. You, you want to shoot the biggest target. The biggest target is the chest, just like he goes. Then he rolls and he pops him in the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my theory behind it is that they're just trying. Cause he's not going down. So why go for a headshot? Keep going for the body. Get him to the ground. Keep going down. Let's try something different. Yeah. So I know why I I know why I recognize him. You know. Okay. I had to scroll down the list, but he is in the Expendables. Oh, okay. I haven't seen him. So that was the deal that I made with Clover. Is once he watched uh, the John Wick movies, he told me that I now have to watch the Expendables movies. So. Um, that will be on my list of, of watching. So, um, 
Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, all right, movies, gun, movie guns, and all of that. Obviously, John Wick. There's a lot of them, and and yes, there's people out there saying there's more. There are better movies with guns. I get that. Um, but John Wick is kind of for a lot of people. Uh, John Wick brought people into gun movies, if you will. Like there's a lot of people that watch John Wick that were never into guns, and now maybe they are. Um. What I respect about Keanu is he's a gun guy. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. He's a gun guy, but the training that he went through and all of that um, to do all the really cool handling, uh, he takes that stuff very seriously. So um, he's he's not he does some Hollywood stuff just to have it, um, but. He takes the handling side of it very, very seriously, which I respect and, and I appreciate. Um, if you guys are going to do some, if you ever have any questions on what guns are being used, um, Internet Movie Firearms Database, imfdb.org, uh, you can search movies and it'll kind of tell you what guns are in all of those movies. Um, fun, it's a fun website to go to, especially if you're watching a movie like, oh, what kind of gun is that? Not a problem. Go look at it. Um, let's have an open, fun discussion on favorite um, kind of movie guns, guys, over the years. There's some iconic ones out there. Quigley. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead John. No, you're fine. I would have to say, for me growing up, there's two that really stand out. One's mostly a TV show, but it would be the P90. And then the 92, because the 92 was in everything. Especially in the 80s, it was yeah. the 92 was in everything. Modified a lot, usually, like RoboCop, yeah. for example, pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, Underworld as well, a couple of 92 variants that are, that are banging. 92s and MP5s were big in the mid uh, the late 80s. I remember watching Lethal Weapon, the very first Lethal Weapon with Mel Gibson. Obviously, he loved the 92, or he cared the 92, so... Um, yeah, 92 was huge in the 80s. Um, if there was a TV show or, or a movie that was got a lot of guns in it, it may not be like the one that was focused on, but the 92 was going to be prevalent in all of those movies. Um, now, are you saying those are your favorite movie guns or are those are the ones you just remember the most, John? Those are probably the two that stand out the most. Yeah. Like, favorite movie guns... I mean, you could really, it's hard to pick because every time I watch a movie, uh, being a gun person, you're always nitpicking on things. And I am, you know, but I'd have to say another one that was great um, was the, uh, uh, what's the Western with, uh, where they're, they're doing the shooting competition to kill each other. You guys remember that? It had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in it. And now it's slipping my mind because I just looked at Talking about and, Django Unchained. No, uh, quick. Was it quick, quick in the, the dead? dead? Quick in quick the, the dead. dead. Okay. Oh, even when yeah. Leonardo was young. Or yeah, younger. when he was young. Yeah. Because uh, what was that? Russell Crowe, right? He was the main. Was it Russell Crowe? Yeah, I think so. That's Am a good. Thinking, no, there's another one. Is Unforgiven? Is that the one with Gene Hackman? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sometimes I get those two mixed up, so yes. There's some, like, cool 
Like, but Jing Hatlin was in Quick and the Dead as well, though. Well, son of a bitch. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. It's see movie guns like like I said those are cool because they have like details on them or like the dude the aces had like custom aces and stuff put on his gun and things like sure. that. Yeah. And then there's historical movies where you're like, oh, that's an M1 Garand, and that's like the one that really made me question things was uh, Fury. And you're watching Fury, the tank. You remember the tank movie with uh, Brad Pitt? Uh, yeah, where he's a tank commander. Yeah. He's supposed to be a USGI, and he's got an SGT-44. <laughs> so why does a GI have an STG-44? Um, he acquired it maybe and realized this is better than what we've got. Right. I'm just saying. I mean, but yeah, I would. Let's be honest. If you if you if you were over there and you could acquire one, wouldn't you? I mean, you're not wrong. But then there's also you know the the culprits that we all know, Dirty Harry, and it's hard because there's not one that like really sticks out. There's just a whole bunch because they were in a bunch of different movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Jump in, Chloe. This is a this is an open ex- discussion at this point. Um, for me, I, I'm I'm gonna say something that might be taken uh, as blasphemy. Uh, I'm obviously aware of Quigley Down Under in the Shiloh. I've never seen the movie. Oh, you gotta watch that too. You gotta I add know. that to your list. Man. I know. That's a classic. I know, and and it's just one. I I've never. I shouldn't say I never watched it. I've never watched it all the way. I've watched pieces here, pieces there, but I've never like watched the whole movie. There's some parts that are a slow burn because of what's her name in there, because she's nuts, right? And like she goes off on these weird tangents and stuff, and they like they could have cut that out and it'd been just as good of a movie. Yeah, but uh, I've never I've never seen Quigley, so. For me, I'm going to give you, Clover, some time to think about maybe ones that stick out in your mind and favorite ones. I'm not going to go favorite quite yet. I will say one that stick out in my mind. <clears throat> There's a couple of them. When I was younger, um, there was a movie that came out in the early 80s, mid-80s, whatever it was. I'm pretty sure it was early 80s, uh, called Silverado. And if you've never seen Silverado, it's a great Western with Scott Glenn and uh, Kevin Costner was one of his first big roles. And he played Jake. Jake was um, great with guns, had all the fun twirling with the fingers and all of that stuff. And I remember going home from the movie, making my dad, now this is, I'm, I'm dating myself, making my dad stop off at Toys R Us to get me a, uh, a couple uh, cap gun revolvers with a gun holster belt and i sat there for hours probably days and just trying to get the twirl into the holster and all that um love those i don't i'm I'm sure they were probably what the old colt you know single action armies i I don't know yeah they were um but there is another one in that movie was the henry and uh danny glover and his dad um, you know, he says, have you ever seen what a Henry rifle can do with someone that actually could use it? And, uh, that was a cool scene. I remember the Henry, um, 
So those are the two that stick out as an early is an early memory, like what kind of like piqued my interest in guns as an early age was was Silverado actually. Uh, Chloe, are there any guns? Not saying favorites and all that, but like any guns that you that recall that kind of like you remember as a young kid seeing them in movies. Um, now taking taking Han Solo's blaster out of the equation, greatest movie gun of all time, hands down. There is no. Uh, way of getting around that so we're taking the blaster out of the equation so no fantasy stuff oh you can do whatever you want i'm just saying the blaster is off off limits because that is the great movie gun i don't know chewy's bowcaster is pretty awesome (laughs) damn yeah you might might have me on that one yeah that's pretty badass i've got to get that project started one of these days yes you do i've got i've got a a barreled action here just waiting to be turned into a bowcaster but Mm. Um, you know, Jesse Ventura and the minigun, right? Like, how do you forget that? I mean, any time a minigun's involved, right? <laughs> right. Um, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, again, big fan of the RoboCop and it, just because I'm a 92 fans part of it, but you yeah. know, the, the mock-ups yeah. they did on the, that, and then as well the as futuristic, like, said, yeah, they, they, they did a the great world. job was for sure. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the the newest Magnificent Seven. Uh, there's a lot okay, of really remake, cool. Sure. Yeah. yeah, the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, yeah. With that. Uh, yeah, Sarge is bringing up the Mandal. The Mandalorian rifle is epic. It, it broke my heart when that got blown up or whatever. Um, yeah. But that yeah, is right, not so. that is not mocked mocked up off of a real firearm. Now I. Yeah. Happened to have a real one, but uh, it was all of the uh, original movies like Star Wars. That was all old German firearms that they yeah. locked up. So uh, yeah. only bad thing about that now is piss pistol is Mandalorian pistol is a Bergman. Maybe I mm-hmm. uh, can't remember. Exactly, I think it's a man, man liquor. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, um, guys, I'll Google it real quick. Um, and uh Lorian. And I may be saying it wrong. Uh, Mandalorian pistol based off a, a Bergman 1894. Bergman. Yeah, there you go. Bergman 1894. Well um, According to Google. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, it, yeah, that was, yeah, that was it. Um, God, so many. Like, how do you, how, how do you do it? Um, uh, what am I thinking? Bobbly Swagger, Shooter, right? You're one of the Four Kings? Oh, oh. You're talking about the Four Kings? No, I'm talking about, I mean, you're talking about the TV show, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the TV show enough, I don't think. Okay. Um, so, to get into that, but, so I was talking about, I was talking about the movie. Okay. Uh, his McMillan or whatever. McMillan, yep. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, if you watch the TV show, and I've watched the whole series several times. I love the TV show. Uh, he's got some Four Kings in there. That's pretty, pretty badass. Uh, let's see here. Wes says there was a Chuck Norris movie where he had sawed off a shotgun that was really cool. Um. Defense Dad says three favorite movie TV guns, Danny Glover's Lever Action and Silverado. Oh, yeah. 
Sonny Crockett's Bren 10, fantastic, and the P38 from Megatron. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the Bren 10? Oh, definitely. Oh, maybe honestly one of the, if not the best TV gun ever. Let's it be honest. It was a shame it was so short-lived. There was a reason. Yeah. But... yeah. So, well, so we're missing a couple, and I wanted to say this. The PPK. Oh, talk- iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Bond. Like yeah. James Bond PPK. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The gold, the golden gun, which okay. was a pack of cigarettes. The Desert Eagle. Uh, from which movie? I mean, Desert Eagle. I movie. mean, I mean, you you, you name just, it. You just just, just in general. I mean, you're talking like, but uh, those are like three that we, we we totally forgot about already. Like those are super iconic. You know, you brought up, uh, you brought up Willem Dafoe earlier. Uh, Boondock Saints is another, oh, yeah. a lot of, lot in there. And then also you got Willem Dafoe and he talked about being a crazy character. Oh my God. Yeah. He played a but Willem Dafoe being a crazy dude, like bad guy. Like he made it awesome. I mean, he, he played the yeah. roles great. I mean, for me, when I think Willem Dafoe, I still think platoon and always will. But I mean, every role that Willem Dafoe's in, like, you end up liking the guy, even though you know he's probably a bad guy. You know, you're like, man, I wish he wouldn't have died, or I wish, you know, he always dies. Also, isn't that isn't that some crazy shit? He always like, I don't know if that's part of his thing. He just likes dying in movies. Maybe I don't know. All right. Uh, oh, Mario brings up uh, Jack Nicholson's revolver in Batman. Yeah, the God, I love this. That's a Smith & Wesson Model 15, by the way. What's that now? I said that's a Smith & Wesson Model 15, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, says, I'm hoping someone makes a new Bryn 10 that works. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? What's, uh, what's the iconic movie with the shotgun? Or is that Ash? Fuck, what is it? Oh, Evil Where's Dead? It? Evil Dead. Where he's yeah. holding that above his head. Well, it was a lever action there, and then it and then it was a shotgun. But at the end, he had the lever action. So, but yeah, his boomstick was a was a shotgun. Ozzy said the lever action from the rifleman. I don't. I guess I've never so seen it. I got to hold that. It's oh, yeah? in It's in Tombstone. So what the what the actor did? He actually put a screw through the lever. Yeah. So when he was lowering it, it would fire. So at the, be- at the beginning of the of every episode, he'd fire off Cloverwood note what fifteen shots, yeah, something like that. It basically, slam fired. Yeah, is what he what he created, made it do basically was he slam fired. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, um, let's talk the show Yellowstone for a moment. There is one gun in that show, the AR pistol used in season one. Never seen I would love to build that if you guys have seen the show. I, I'm a big Yellowstone fan. Um, I don't remember that. There's like a particular AR pistol, but there's a shit ton of them. So like Bucky's is like overrun with Yellowstone stuff, shirts and mugs and stuff. Yeah. So definitely popular. I've never watched it. Wes wants to know: Is Winchester '73 the only movie named after a gun? Well, that's a great question. I can Google through that. Uh, movies named after guns. 
Would you count the man with the golden gun? The man with the golden gun, uh, machine gun, preacher, silver bullet, hobo with a shotgun, nude nuns with big guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> um, man with the golden gun. Yeah, the actual model name. Yeah. I, I mean, it says the golden gun, so not a golden gun, but the. I mean, so I'll, I would have to take that. I would have to take that one. Um, Police Python three fifty seven. That was. Is that a move? I, I don't know. It's it, it looks like it's a black and white one, so. Uh, there's a movie called Colt 45. Looks like it was a French movie. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't doubt me. I wouldn't doubt there's a movie out there somewhere named Colt 45. And two zigzags, baby. There's probably not, probably not a lot of like mainstream big movies because you got to think trademarks and other things, right? Yeah, that would yeah. possibly yeah. come into play. The four barrel shotgun from Phantasm. Well, it's the, another iconic shotgun. It's and you haven't seen the Expendables yet, but I have not. So the, the AA twelve is not oh, a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's that, got some pretty sweet ammo. Uh, that's Hail Caesar, uh, yeah. which is Terry Crews' character as the shotgunner, okay. basically in Expendables. And yeah, he's got special. I'm on the internet database, and he's got special I, shells and all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, uh, Death Wish is one that hasn't come up with yet, but the 475 Wildy Magnum, pretty <laughs> bad to the bone. And yes, I did say that correctly. It's Wildy Magnum, not Wildy Magnum. Excuse. Uh, another very iconic one is Axel. Uh, Browning oh, High Power. power. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Is it in the first Expendables? Yes. Yes. Okay, let's bring up the first Expendables. And I'm ready 92FS, Beretta 92G, Elite 1 Alpha, 1726, Kimber Gold Combat, 1911 HK P9S HK USP Smith West 469 Sig P228 Browning High Power Revolvers. You said it was a shotgun. Yeah, it was the the AA12. Oh, he's got a Sega 12 and a Servu Super Shorty. Yep, Dolphalundren did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now the A12 Clover. Mm-hmm. We shot that at range. Yeah, we did. No, didn't we? That's the yeah. same. Yeah. Sol Invictus, you know, Sol Invictus was trying to bring it back. Yeah, they, no, they were bringing in, they're supposed to be bringing in like a semi-auto of it. Yeah, but, but they did know, have the full auto they, there. They, yeah. did have, they did have the AA-12 at Rage Day, and that was that was fun as hell to shoot. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the rate of fire is not, especially after you shoot the Vector, right? It's like the rate of fire is, is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately for Sol Invictus, that, them trying to do that was their demise. Uh, yeah. Not really because of anything they directly did, but a series of unfortunate events. Well, speaking uh, of cool shotguns, I mean, you two have oh, shot. TV the show Beretta obviously was named after, but yeah. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys have shot yeah. the AA-12. Yeah. Compare it to the Fostech. I've never shot the Fostech. Never shot the Fostech. 
I figured you guys would at IV88. I don't, I don't go to. I don't go to IV88. Oh, I'm not into circle jerks. Graham, I'm sorry. No. I I have no desire to go to Eric's. Um, that's just me. I've shot I've shot I've shot so much full auto in my life that like it is one of those things where yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see everybody, but like. It, it, it just doesn't interest me. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm, I'm not putting it yeah. down. I think Eric and Brandy are cool, but I just it doesn't interest me. I, I, I don't know why. Everyone I go to, if I know that goes to say I should go, it'd be fun. I'm, I'm sure it would be fun, but like for me driving to Georgia just for a couple of days of fun, um, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, uh, I, I have not shot it, but the A12 is pretty badass. Have you seen the A12? No, I have not. Okay, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're on uh, we're on shotguns. Uh, one that yep. uh, one that we can't own in the United States for goofy, silly importation reasons, but you see in movies and have seen in movies. Uh, the Spaz Twelve. Yeah. The what? The Spaz Twelve. Will I recognize that if I see uh, it? Pick the- a movie, John. Jurassic uh, Park. Jurassic Park. It's the shotgun from yeah. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, I just saw it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I saw a picture. Yeah, absolutely. That is bad. Semi, semi-auto <laughs> that will also pump. Frenchie, Spaz 12. Frenchie, Frenchie. Frenchie. Frenchie, Spaz 12. That, yeah, I didn't, the name didn't ring a bill. I saw a picture. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a badass one. Yeah, unless it's unless it's grandfathered, uh, you cannot own one. So. Same thing with the street sweeper. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that would be cool to have that. Spaz twelve. Uh, you know, not really so much for the shotgun, but the eleven eighty seven in No Country for Old Men that was suppressed. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Pretty cool movie cool. shotgun. Um. Hey. Oh, go ahead. The one that stands out that's a shotgun, I guess, is what's uh, one of the most recent Bond films. He's at his parents' cabin, and he pulls out a shotgun that also takes a round, uh, a hunting round. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, talking about. Um, so. I zoned uh, out for a minute. What did you say, John? The the gun. Uh, the. I think it was Spectre. Was it Spectre? Was that the Bond movie? He went back to his parents' cabin. Spectre is, I think, the name of his parents' like house. Yeah, and it had they had sold off his dad's gun collection, and all that was left was a a, basically an I believe it was an elephant gun that was like some shotgun and a a rifle round. Uh Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Um, lever action. You guys have not seen John Wick four, but I remember uh, when I got done watching it, I sent a text to. I might have put it in the group text. I'm not sure, but I know I sent it to Clover because I knew he hadn't seen any John Wicks yet, and I said Dragon's Breath and Lever Action. Um, yeah, the Lever Action is actually just a, a Marlin 1894, but uh, I think it was. Was that 357 or 44 mag? I can't remember. Um, the 94. 94. 44. 44. 44. Okay. All right. So that's what it was. But uh, a company called Mag Mad Pigs Customs 
totally revamped the outers of this gun, and it is un. Oh, oh Skyfall. That's what it was. It was Skyfall. Thank Sky... you. Yeah, Skyfall was the name of his parents' property. Yeah. Well, we've got uh-huh. we've got the shotgun from Terminator or from T two, right? I mean, it, it, it's like, it, it's iconic, isn't it? Yeah. Just the fact that he's you know on on the motorcycle, it's iconic, hundred um, percent. You've got the eight gauge from Tremors. Broke into the wrong rec room, didn't you? You know, Burt's. I, I watched Tremors, but it's been such a long, I don't it's remember. Forever. And what's, what's interesting is they called that an elephant gun, but technically an eight gauge would not be an elephant gun. That would be a big center fire cartridge. But, Wes says um, Pulp Fiction had a suppressed MAC-10. Speaking of Pulp Fiction, all the 1911s, those were Star Model B pistols. They were 9mm pistols. So you can so, get them. So we've talked a lot about John Wick. Has anybody seen Constantine? Speaking of Keanu Reeves. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, there's okay. another one coming out. Do you remember the Holy Shotgun? Oh shit! I mean, it was a modified. Me- it was a modified street sweeper that looked like a cross. It was the Holy Shotgun. Let's see here, Constantine. Mm-hmm. Just tying it back into Keanu Reeves here. No, I get it. Um, full circle there. Holy shotgun. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see what it was based based off or anything like that. Uh, an arm cell street sweeper. Yeah, I'm just. Um, the I mean, does it gun. does it have to be a gun? Because I was gonna say like the holy hand grenade of Antioch. Oh my god. From from Monty Python. Step of one to the first I'll step before the second step. <laughs> he said holy shotgun. I, I had to bring that in. Holy okay, so Sam says that the shotgun from Skyfall was the Charles Parker 1878 side by side. Yeah. Okay. That's an fairly expensive clover. That makes absolutely yeah. no sense to me. Parker so. shotguns are very, very expensive. So they used a, a legit shotgun for that for sure. Let's change Bond, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm trying to think <clears throat> of like other iconic Bond guns. The like the P the one. The PPK. One, just... Well, the, we did the PPK, but I believe one movie he had a P ninety nine. He did. Um, he did. I don't remember which one it was. Um, maybe a couple movies. Um. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies and Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Um, he had them in two. Tomorrow Never Dies and Quantum of Solace. Um, and then they brought back the PPK again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good good comment right there. This one right here. The Noisy yeah. Cricket. Yes. Probably one of the most iconic sci-fi guns. Oh, if we're going sci-fi guns, we could be here for hours. Um, Yeah. I mean, the M60 hasn't been listed either. Nobody's brought up the M60. Well, the M60 just in general is a badass gun. Yeah, but I mean, Rambo. Rambo had the M60. 
I mean, if we're talking, you know, movies, the the coolest thing from from any of the Rambo movies is for me anyway, as far as the weaponry. He's gonna go with a fucking bow and arrow. Obviously, the knife is iconic. The but, knife, is, is, but yes. I don't remember if it was like the fourth one or the fifth one, or I don't even remember which one. But he, yeah, he had a little slim down, like almost foldable like bow that was amazing. I knew he was going I, bow. I thought he was gonna go the Madu scene where he just destroys oh, he, everybody. He, I knew he, as soon as he brought it, I knew he was gonna. Uh, yeah, it was the bow. Yeah. The the last one where he's older and all that goes down to Mexico and they come back up and fight with him. One of the best ending scenes in the, the movie ever. Best, I will say that the best scene in that whole movie is when he gets the bow out. Um, I will give him that. Um, yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, another great gun that is not technically a gun, but we're going to call it in here, is in Gran Torino. When Clint Eastwood pulls out the finger gun, he goes, bang, you know, I mean, um, classic scene. I mean, the M- and only Clint Eastwood can make that cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go non-guns, I'm going to say the M4A1 plasma rifle from Alien. Plasma. <laughs> That's fair. You know what uh, that was? You know what that was mocked up? You know, the real gun of that, right? No, no. it's a Thompson. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Some mocked up Thompson. Yeah. Really? Um, yep. Let's go Alien. Uh, harpoon gun, the laser pistol. He had. Doesn't have it on the database. What? The pulse rifle? Yeah. While you're looking at that, another. Are you an alien or are you an aliens? Plural. Alien. Yeah, you got to be an aliens. Oh. The wrong one. Okay. The pulse rifle. Here we go. It is a Thompson. I'll be damned. I would not have guessed that, but now that you say that, like you, you look at the, you look at Rip. it, and say, oh, okay, I can see it, mm-hmm. but without knowing it ahead of time, I would not have guessed Thompson. Yep. Yeah, you can it's, tell, you can tell by the grip for sure. Yeah, the grip, the grip. But once again, I mean, how many times are I'm, I'm not big on watching movies and looking at the, the grips of the guns the to see what they are. You yeah, know? the grip and the bolt. Pretty much uh, give it away. Trigger, trigger grip, guard, and all give it away. Yeah, but I would not have. Yeah, interesting. What are you if saying? I, if we can continue with, you know, fictional guns, the revolver from Hellboy. Oh, the Samaritan, and that's yeah, not a Samaritan. real gun either. But that's amazing. Yeah. I yeah, I've Samaritan's seen cool. Hellboy, but I don't remember the gun. That would be like a four gauge revolving shotgun, or maybe even bigger than that. Let's see here, Hellboy. Maybe more like a two gauge. But yeah, his big old revolver. Yeah. Hellboy. Uh, is that like the original one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now. Spiritan. 
Oh, snap. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's now, cool. if you want to talk about fantasy guns that they didn't really mock them up or do anything with them at all, and they fit in the movie with the futuristic space fantasy perfectly, the yeah. calicos and space balls, like they literally just use the calicos. And like you, you would yeah. think, like, that's not a real gun. Like it looks yeah. too weird. And it's like, it it's, totally, it's totally a real thing. Yeah. yeah, and they they didn't change it. They it didn't was like, change nothing. They had the pistol and the rifle versions, yep. and they didn't change yep. nothing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Snake Pliskin's custom Mac Ten from Escape from New York. Oh yeah. Um, Anderson Wheeler five hundred oh. double rifle and five hundred nitro also from Skyfall. Oh, the Tech Nines yeah. from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, the tech. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't forget about the Colt with the grenade launcher underneath from Scarface. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. I mean, like, that that wasn't mocked up at all. That's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's real. 100% that's a real thing. Uh, the Jawas ion blasters were sawed-off Lee Enfield rifles. I did yes. not realize that. Yes, they were. I did not know that. Now, what was Hans Blaster based off of? Uh, a broom handle Mauser. Yeah, I couldn't. Mauser. Okay. Couldn't do it fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool stuff. Hour and a half into this bullshit. Um, <laughs> thanks for wasting an hour and a half. I I, I was lazy today. It's one of lazy dinners earlier in the show. I was lazy today. I've been busy, really busy. Uh, working all of that, and I really did not. I honestly, I was talking with Chase this morning, and my initial one, and we started talking movie guns for some reason. But uh, I said, like, "Oh, movie guns, we'll do that." But my initial thing tonight was going to be Schwarzenegger versus Stallone versus Norris, who was better in the eighties. Uh, we need to have that discussion. That's tough. Put a poll out, man. Have that discussion when I'm add one more to it and put a poll out. Who are you going to add to it? Van Dam, Van Dam or Bruce Willis, maybe. Um, you can even go. Oh man, Mel Gibson. Mm, Mel, yeah, he could. Eastwood. Eastwood in the eight. Yeah. Are you? This sounds I, like like a multiple. I would, probably, would probably go with Van Dam to fit in that genre, you know. Um. It sounds like you should do two pulls in a tournament. Oh, we could do ah, that. somebody said Seagal. Even Seagal, that's going to be the fourth one. 80 Seagal, regardless of what he is now. He cranked out a lot of Seagal, stuff. He made, a, he made a bunch of fucking money back then, you know? So somebody brought up the other day, what if John Wick was not Keanu Reeves and it was Steven Seagal? And I, 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 I kind of laughed. Would not be good at all. I, I wouldn't have watched him. Um, I don't think they can make a suit big enough to fit him. <laughs> That's why he has to wear the freaking kimonos and shit. They just right. wrap it, you know. Right. Omar the tent maker made his stuff. We'll have to do a bracket. We might we might do an eighties we might have to do a bracket. We haven't done a bracket show in about five years. We might have to do a, a bracket show next week with the eighties uh eighties action heroes. That might have to happen. Instead of doing a poll with it, we're just going to do a bracket show. 
and it'll be terrible. It'll be fun. It'll be terrible and fun at the same time. All right, uh, hour and a half. John, um, you've got uh, any organizations or anything that you want to uh, talk about? Go for it. And I know you got uh, an event, or there is an event coming up uh, actually really soon now. So, yeah. so uh, again, like always, I'm going to talk about Southeastern Guide Dog. Again, that is a nonprofit organization giving guide dogs to vets with PTSD and other uh, conditions free of charge for free food, free vet care, everything for the life of the dog. There's going to be an event in Newark, Ohio on May 20th at the humidor over there. Go out, support it. If you like cigars, if you like bourbon and you like veterans, you, that is the place to be. Uh, you're going to, you're going to be there. Um, so there's going to be auctions, giveaways. You're going to be able to meet Bobby Newman from JC Newman cigars and a bunch of other people. So, it's a good time, and I hope to see you guys out there, or I won't be there, but please, if you are in the area, go ahead and join. Yep, for sure. Uh, thanks for coming on, homie. Um, racist Clover, uh, what you got going on this week? Hey, I'm not racist. My guns are black. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, just dropped a, uh, an actual video. There's been some cameos and stuff with the Bursa VAR-15. Uh, previously, rifle. Is that what yeah, it there, there you go. Um, but just dropped an actual video with that rifle earlier today, so go check that one out. Have uh, hopefully, if everything goes as planned, we've got uh, Gabby Franco on the podcast. Uh, that is bright and early in the morning, unfortunately. You know, uh, she's and, one of those with her energy. She's probably up at four o'clock, so like nine o'clock in the morning is like midday for her, you know. <laughs> probably, she has got. Um, so- damn energy it's not even funny yeah and then um uh we've got uh, kyle anderson uh on uh, may the 4th I, oh, I hope he got out of the rehearsal dinner he may not be alive by then <laughs> right so that's that's what uh, i've got going on may got the fourth you on thursday and there's probably a reason why kyle picked may the 4th this is podcast. he jumped on that like nobody else that i i sent the schedule out to and was trying to schedule and he was actually the first and the only one that even picked up on there was a there was a, a open date on May the fourth. He's like, it's got to be May the fourth. I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. It, it, that works. Yeah. So, um, and then the, oh snap! There, there you, you go. go. He's even May got the, the divot. Be with you in the next day's Revenge of the Fifth, you know. So mm-hmm. people people don't celebrate Revenge of the Fifth as much as they should. Or Cinco de Mayo. Uh, I, I get that, but for me, it's going to be Revenge of the Fifth. So, um, and if you guys aren't Star Wars fans, you Revenge of the Sith on the fifth of May is a day after May the Fourth. Be with you. May the fifth is Revenge of the Fifth. Um, like I said, I, I think Sith, the Sith don't get as much love as they should. Just saying. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Did you make that yourself, or is that something you bought? No, I got it from Disney. No, he spent about four hundred bucks on that bad boy. Actually, this wasn't bad. This was eighty. Oh, okay, uh, Snob says you should leave that on. But yeah, if your camera's going to be on, leave that on. It's much better looking. All right, all right fine then. Can now you actually try... see through it? Yeah, I can see through it. Good. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, if only you could put a microphone on his microphone, that would be really cool. Oh, yeah, to get that echo or whatever. The, yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah. All right. Um, yep. Hour and 35 minutes. You guys ain't getting that time back. You're not getting your money back. Um, I know we didn't make you any smarter tonight. Maybe we entertained you for a little bit. Uh, by the numbers, I would say we did not. Once again, I mailed it in tonight. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of stuff going on in life with a lot of people and I was tired and I really didn't have time or really want to think about a serious topic. So I said, let's just have some fun tonight for those of you that joined in. hope you had fun. Uh, if not, I apologize. Come back next week and we might have a little bit more fun for you. Um, I will try to mail it in too often, but I did. I mailed this one in tonight. Not going to lie. Um, other than that, anything, closing words, closing arguments, um, I will say this if you're not up to speed. Um, there is a judge that I, I know here in Arkansas that could single-handedly take down Hunter Biden. If you haven't been watching it, he was in he was in Batesville, Arkansas yesterday. And it's about 40 minutes from where I am. The judge presiding over that is someone that I know. And uh, he was trying to get out and dismiss the charge of some child support that he owes. And not only did that get denied, the judge, she said, you know what? We're going to open up all financial records. I'm pretty sure that that she's going to take down Hunter Biden. And what a great thing to happen here in Arkansas. And only 40 minutes from here, I might have to go make an appearance at that court um, courtroom. Just saying, that'd be kind of fun to see. Uh, go check that out. She might need 24 uh, hour protection. Oh, she's <laughs> get, she's going to get Clinton eventually. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, she needs to be careful. Um, she will get Clinton eventually. Um, you guys have anything else to closing up that you need to add or, or want to bring up or anything? Some Chase just texted me or something about calves and cows. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. We'll have fun. Uh, no crayons were injured during this podcast. We'll see you soon. Simple five. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the Armed Citizen Podcast. If you're interested in all of our videos, reviews, and other podcasts we're a part of, check out our website, ghosttactical.us. You can also find our swag shop, our gear report tab, and all of our promo and discount codes in our blog section. We'd like to thank everyone on Patreon and our YouTube members for supporting all of our projects. You guys keep the lights on and keep us going from day to day. Make sure you get out to the range. Be more proficient with your firearms. Take someone new to the range and make them an ally instead of an enemy. Until next time, Simplify.